Hey parents, welcome back to Teenager Tuesday. Very excited for what we're starting today, talking through AI, what to do with it, a little bit of how it works. I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have toyed with it already. If you haven't, it yeah. is pretty fun. It is. We, like we were messing around with it earlier today, actually, uh, Kira and I. Oh, uh, Kira's back. She was I'm here back. last week. Uh, Kira Watts said, I'm Will Perry if we haven't met. Um, and I want to start out by talking about AI to say that uh, a lot more of us work with AI, interact with AI every day than we actually think we do. There was a survey from uh, ZDNet, ZDNet, and in the survey, um, they did a ton of adults who said, uh, 1,400 adults, who said that they uh, were not interacting with artificial intelligence. And then when they dove into and asked them questions about what they do every day, what they do on a screen every day, they found out that 63% of them were actually already using artificial so crazy. intelligence. So uh, it's it's not like, oh, it's coming. It's already here. Yep. We're already using it. And so let's get ahead of it. Um, one, one thing that I wrote down in the content uh, that I think is so true for us is that we need to prepare our students to navigate AI, not try to avoid it. Yeah. We are already, it's already here. Mm -hmm. It's already around us. We're already working with it. I like, I like Kevin, Con, uh, Kevin Kelly's words. Said our smart technology advances so quickly, it outpaces our ability to civilize it. Uh, as we have an interesting information and survey, actually we have a survey next week mm -hmm. that we found from Microsoft that goes into that. It outpaces morality of it. Yeah. Um, so instead of avoiding it, let's just embrace it with cautious optimism and, and add a moral compass to our students. So Kira, you're going to kick us off with the content for today. Yeah. Um, so the first thing about AI is um, it has information, but there's no connection with it. Yeah. And it's interesting because AI is really beginning to uh, interact over messages like people. Yes. Um, Chat GPT, which is uh, what we kind of... Uh, that's kind of the alpha of yeah. AI. Yeah. yeah, it's it's what people are talking about most yeah. um, right now. Uh, it's not talking back. Instead, it's um, basically coming up with a very sophisticated predictive text yeah. uh, response yeah. to you. And so um, the bot is predicting what it should say after analyzing countless gigs of data um, based on human interactions online, yeah. which is really terrifying. It's, it's like kind of creepy yeah, it's when not, you think about it. It's it's not, it, it's like kind of receiving your information, right. but more so it's just predictive text. Yeah. So it's not actually interacting with you, it's guessing at you. Right, yeah. but you feel like it's an interaction. Yes. Which and you have a couple crazy examples. Yeah, yeah. so um, Snapchat um, has AI that people can talk to right now. <laughs> Which not is a fan. Not I'm great not the biggest fan at of all. Snapchat. Yeah. yeah, we don't love Snapchat. Um, but they have one that you can talk to, and um, it's it's just a completely false connection um, in general. But then I also saw something on Facebook randomly the other day about um, a guy who's creating an AI wife, and he's almost done with it. It's Dang. like this robot lady who like is an AI and acts like his wife, which is so strange. Does does it look like a girl in a movie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's so weird. I wonder if so he says, weird. till death do you part? Like, how do you, till I, reset do you part? Till factory <laughs> reset? I don't know. That's it's so strange. It's, it's just, so crazy to and me. It's, and it's going to get weirder, yeah. too. And uh, uh, the what you said before, it, uh, AI has information but no connection. I think it's so huge that if we're not saying that to our students, let's make sure to start saying that. Yeah. Because screens will 
the AI will keep getting more sophisticated and it'll seem like it's interacting with us and it, mm -hmm. it's a person, but it's a fake connection. It's information. Right. It's not it's not actual connection. Um, stay with me here. This is a, a crazy illustration, but I, I, it has a good point. Um, a lot of years ago, I learned that uh, people who are active with pornography, um, uh, often active in pornography, rated lower, or uh, sorry, rated higher in loneliness than people who are in the exact same financial situations, season of life, everything else. The people who watched and are at, and were active with porn were lonelier in wow. how they describe themselves, how they describe their feelings, by f way lonelier. So then they study this, like why is this happening? And one of the things that they looked into was like what's going on chemically. And we all know um, oxytocin is this like bonding agent. It's the, the, some people call it the love hormone. Yeah. Um, and oxytocin really, it releases um, highly at a few different points. When we're face to face talking with each other, when we hear like audibly, it, it the levels kind of spike up. Um, when we're interacting with people on any level, uh, funny enough, one of the highest ways that oxytocin releases is when we're talking with people over food. Huh. Crazy. I like food. The so highest sense. time that it is released for a bonding agent is uh, after sex, after sex. Mm -hmm. So what they found was that when people were looking at pornography and do, you know, interacting yeah. with yourself with pornography, um, their oxytocin was released, but there was no human being present to connect with. Therefore, it was this artificial connection to nobody there. Wow. And AI, I believe AI could end up leaving people in a similar feeling way. Yeah. Because they think they're interacting with this thing that knows them, there's talking to them, but it's an artificial connection. Another study, which is crazy, and I'll say this quickly, this one's gonna go a little bit long, and so is next week. So, <laughs> bear yourself. But um, National Library of Medicine, they did this study between moms and daughters, and what they found was uh, they, they had some moms and some daughters interact audibly, whether mm -hmm. in person or over the phone, and some only interacting with uh, text messages and messaging online. And they found that the the levels of oxytocin were way higher when it was uh, audible interaction. And what they found is that messaging had a little bit of oxytocin, yeah. but higher stress levels, no matter the topic. That's higher so stress interesting. Levels. It could be good conversation, bad conversation. The stress between mom and daughter was higher just messaging. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I feel like I experienced that a lot with my mom in high school. Mm. Um, I think we used to text all the time because I was just out of the house a lot yeah. as a high school student. Once I got my driver's license, I was just kind of all over the place. Um, and I feel like we were so similar and I mean, we still are so similar, my mom and I, in the way that we respond to things that I just was putting so much of my emotion into what she was saying. And so I could definitely see how stress levels would be heightened yeah. because I'm just assuming all of these different emotions yes. that she's not even meaning behind yes. the text that she's sending. Yeah, we're so, filling in the gaps. Yeah, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, so number one was uh, it has information but no connection. Kira, was number two? It could diminish writing skills, which I think it already has. For, <laughs> it already for sure. is. <laughs> for sure. Um, but I think 50 years ago, uh, I mean, writing skills were way better because they had to be. Yeah. Um, like if you think about it, when typewriters were invented um 
they had to write slow. There was yeah. no autocorrect. There no. was no grammarly. There was no nothing to help no. them. You could correct a mistake. It right. would take so long. You'd have to wind the yeah, paper. Yeah, you'd have and, to go yeah. all the way back, start yeah. over. Um, now and, I keep misspelling just the exact same way when I type, but yeah. Grammarly fixes it for me. For me, it's receipt. I always <laughs> yeah. spell receipt wrong the first yeah. go around. Um, yeah. But now we have so many shortcuts, so yeah. many shortcuts. Um, well, so, for time's sake, Kira, I want you to talk about the four page. Talk about it, like how we kind of toyed with that earlier, the, the writing the paper with chat GPT. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. That was so crazy. Um, so we asked chat GPT to help us write a four page double space paper on the life of an elephant. And it wrote it probably in about like two or three minutes, oh, yeah. a four page double space paper. Yep. Um, yeah. And then we told them to rewrite it without plagiarism. Yes. And it did. Yep. Uh, and so, I mean, Will, you probably yeah. wrote a ton of papers in college. I wrote a yes. ton of papers in college as a ministry major. And so, mm -hmm. like, I don't remember any of those papers. Yeah, I, I remember, remember yeah. the content, some of it. But, yeah. I mean, I would have learned so much less if I had an AI writing it for me. For sure. Because um, you're, you're memorizing prompts at that point. Right. You're not memorizing – or you're not learning. You're memorizing prompts. Right. Yeah. Which – if your kid already has AI and has interacted with AI, I almost guarantee that they've used it to write a paper. Another thing that For we sure. did is we asked it uh, to write a paper on, um, oh, the history of the Bible. Yes. The history of the Bible. And and then uh, I said, uh, can you or um, give me the cited sources from that paper? And it gave me five cited sources yep. in the exact format that I could just copy and paste it to be cited. Yeah. It no work necessary. Yeah. yeah, no work. Which, well, we'll talk a lot about it being a tool next week. This week, we do want to we, we want to end on this note about talking about what are some things that you can do with it. So those are some things to kind of know. And now what do you do with that information? Mm -hmm. uh, number one, experiment together. Do not let them just go wild with yeah. chat GPT, any kind of AI uh, by themselves. Don't let them do it. And we'll give you even more reasons to not let them do that next week. But mm -hmm. um, just do it with them, interact with them, or like just bring up the conversation. But I would just say, go ahead and make sure that all that stuff is blocked right yeah. now. Cause yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, there's too many dangers right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Number two, um, talk about the pros and cons that they think exist. Yeah, um, again, we talked about this a little bit last week with social media, but don't just assume uh, what they think the pros and cons of it are. Have them write it out and have them talk through it with you. Yeah, that's good. Well, and that'll help you set up future conversations too, because yeah. then you have a baseline of what they think. And not, not what you think they should think. Right. You know? uh, and then number three, prioritize connection and memories without screens. Uh, it, I hope it doesn't just go without saying be face-to-face. -face, it's better for their mental health, better for their family health, better for their spiritual health. Um, just prioritize. Have a conversation about that. That prior, uh, As a family, we prioritize human connection, memories without screens, and, and all of that. Yeah. Yep. Um, going back a little bit to my mom, I think that's one thing that she did really well is um, prioritizing in-person time, even though I was out of the house all the mm. time. And so we we had time set aside every week, at least once a week, where we would be together and we'd spend time together. And um, she did a really great job with that. So that's very, very important. Um, well, parents, you can do this. You are not alone. God is with you. And so are we. Have a great week, parents. <laughs>